<laughs> Chopper Sue Convos, we live in action. Jamal, your favorite player growing up, Dwight Howard, is caught up in the mix. How do you feel about it? Man, it's he's not my favorite player, first of all. But it's crazy what? to see um, all the allegations are true. I mean, I don't want to blame it on the city he's from. Hey, man. <laughs> but, yeah. And did you see the post on Twitter where they showed his injuries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they said his injuries. Look suspect. What is yeah, like, well, he got a lot of back injuries. Back injuries. I think one of them said something it's about glute. like uh, yeah, his butt. Yeah, glute. That was in DC. You know what they oh, say. Man. You know what they say about DC. You know, allegedly. And, you know. and a lot of knee injuries. Knee, 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 back, back, neck, neck, <laughs> knee, knee, yeah, illness, gluteal <laughs> soreness. What's wrong with what's wrong with illness? Hey, man, they uh, can have the flu. I just seen I think that's an STD or something. What's wrong with you? Oh yeah, I don't know. Remember Dwayne Wade's wife tried to say he gave her STD. Oh well, well he didn't, and she got it from someone else. He <laughs> see sick ladies, man. That's just next level. But yeah, man, that's something Tyler Perry wish he could write. Yeah, he, he does. He did write. Yeah, I think he did write that already. Why did I get married? Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> Michael Jai White, he was like, I'm burning. and I'm still having sex with my wife. She got to drive up the mountain. Drive up the mountain, Jill Scott. Because I'm a mean <laughs> black man because Tyler Perry wrote me wrote about it. <laughs> that nigga sucks, bro. Tyler Perry ruined black Damn, Hollywood. That's what Spike Lee said, and he got flack for it, you know, back in the day. Shout out to Spike Lee, you know. He's one of my top five creative inspirations, you know. Every girl I meet that likes Tyler Perry movies, I accidentally go into like a 15-minute just shit on Tyler Perry as much as I can rant. It's so fun. <laughs> I just be trashing his movies. And I love what the Boondocks did, too. I'm dark-skinned and bald, so I don't love you, and I don't love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Atlanta made a tight episode about Tyler Perry, too, being a villain, writing everything. Yeah, keeping niggas in captive to shoot movies and TV shows over and over again. Took a girl from her uh, fam from her uh, family and just put her in a sick deal where they she got to shoot movies forever. Yeah, that's I don't know how to hog talk nobody. Oh man, yeah, he was holding people captive allegedly. You know, well, now I really don't think he knows how to hog talk. I really don't think he knows how to hog talk. I think he was telling the truth on that one. Mm -hmm. Do you want to come to America? Everybody from Chicago from the South, so I don't know. All I know is, man, that nigga's basketball highlight tape. Who, Robert Sylvester? <laughs> yeah, that nigga can ball, bro. <laughs> no, he's good. He's nice as shit. He was he doing behind the back, yeah, he was he behind the back passes and all that. Yeah, he is a baller. He's bro. doing the Magic Johnson. Hey, all that. Yeah, who do you think's a better point guard, Magic or Steph Curry? Magic Johnson, because Steph Curry is a shooting guard. Yeah, that don't make no sense. He's he's not really a, like a traditional point guard. Yeah, there. What is a traditional point guard? Somebody who runs the offense. He don't run the offense. He does run the offense. He leads his team in assists. I thought Draymond runs the offense. They both run the offense. Multiple people can run the offense. They got the same amount of assists in the, every year, about six, seven. Magic got five. Michael Jordan, 
Huh? Magic has five rings. Yeah, and he played he played with like five other Hall of Famers <laughs> in a week. Steph Curry later. played with what three other Hall of Famers? Yeah, yeah. Is, is Andre Iguodala a Hall of Famer? Nah. Okay. Uh, that's about it. Just three, right? Yeah, you know. Katie, Clay, Draymond. Yeah, Magic played with Kareem, James Worthy. Uh, what's it called? Bob McAdoo. Uh, who else he had? He had Michael Cooper, Defensive Player of the Year. You know, he got a... Michael Cooper's a Hall of Famer? Nah. Okay, then. You only named like two or three. I named three, but it's... Kareem is a, the leading scorer for 40 years before LeBron. Nigga got six MVPs. You got James Worthy. He was the number one pick. Another nigga that he won finals MVP. Like I said, Michael Cooper, you got defensive player of the year. Did Draymond get defensive player? Bob McAdoo's another Hall of Famer that he played with, former MVP. Did Dray- Draymond get a uh, defensive player of the year? Yes. Steph Clay Thompson is uh top ten greatest shooter of all time. Clay top ten, yeah. Kevin Durant MVP winner. So it's kind of even to me. Nah, it's not. And um, it's easier to score in Steph's era than it is Magic's. I don't know. They were scoring the points per game is basically the same. It's just they made as many threes. That's it. If they shot more threes, they would have scored more points back then. Steph Curry's probably a he's a better player, but he's not a better point guard. Yeah, he's a better basketball player. Mm-hmm. The greatest That's what shooter. We're talking about time. who's better. Yeah, I'd rather have the greatest shooter ever than the greatest passer ever. That's just me. I mean, I would too. I'm just saying, just just leave people like Magic and Michael Jordan alone. Just don't. Nah, my, Michael Jordan's untouchable, but a lot of these guys, Magic and those older guys, they not. Mm. They got slid by the young niggas. I'm sorry. So, so KD's better. The king. KD's better than Larry Bird. No, no, he's not. So he didn't get slid. Yeah, but he got slid by LeBron. I mean, I don't. I, yeah, that does. He used to be the best player at his position. Not no more. And now yeah, people I mean, are saying everybody. Larry Bird. Now some people are saying Larry Bird like uh, Gilbert Arenas, and then they saying Larry Bird not top ten. He's trying to act like Larry Bird isn't top twenty. He's trying to be mean. <laughs> I remember I was uh, arguing with this shit when, uh, when I was in Memphis, like I think last year, and um, they was talking about Kobe, and I was like Larry Bird, I think better than Kobe. I remember like I asked my dad and I asked a few of my uncles, every old nigga I asked. I'll say Larry Bird better than Kobe Bryant. They always like Sean. Look, they, you could tell like they didn't know what to say. Oh man. They they knew they couldn't just say, yeah, uh, no, he ain't better than Kobe. They had to like think about it. <laughs> Every old person I asked is Larry Bird better than Kobe. They was like, I mean, hmm. they had to think Ooh. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they, had, they remember <laughs> Bird. The thought. Yeah, they remember Larry Bird. Whoa, yeah, he yeah, Kobe better, man. Kobe's top 10. Yeah, he's better than Larry Bird. He's yeah, but what about your big brother? The, uh, top five, man. What about your big brother, uh, Anthony Davis? You thought this nigga was like the greatest <laughs> nigga in the world. I'm never going to let you live with that one, though. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a blockbuster. Is he? Hell yeah. What? To score 17 points in the first half and then disappear, score zero in the second half? That brother is tripping. What was the hell to, was that? Was he trying to fool us? He got punked by Jokic. 
He was getting bullied in the paint. That's I see why you don't want to play center, nigga. But that's the only person that's gonna do that to you. That and Embiid. Other than that, you should kill every other center in the NBA. Come on, man. I know Brooke, Brooke Lopez is tall. Uh, Wembyama's a Fuliano. They're playing the Mavericks right now on ESPN. Is Wimby a center? Out. Yeah, I mean he wants to be a power forward. You know he don't want to play center, but hey, he the tallest boy out on the court. You the center, punk. For now. And you better get 10 rebounds. I'm yeah, he has to do that you. more. I'm not playing with you. He has to do work on his rebounding. All these guys got to work on their rebounding. Zion Williamson, Jaron Jackson Jr. That's why America had to twerk to get Joel Embiid to play for us in the Olympics. Because we don't have no real big men. It's a shame. It's a joke. Giannis never played center? a power forward man he has brooke lopez on his team yeah because i'm about to say he'll give anthony davis the works well man <laughs> he'll make anthony davis look foolish but anthony your stiff, davis soft ass off the against uh, the bucks he'd be balling against the bucks most of the time so yeah because he knows people like Giannis more than him well hey right now it's halftime the spurs are up 68 64 over the mavericks when benyama has six points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, one turnover, two fouls in 12 minutes. Yeah, he's been all right, man. The Spurs have been fun. The crowd, of course, is turned up. They are excited. Obviously, they got the best prospect since LeBron. Tim, they, Tim Duncan the 2.0. Prospect ever. Nah, he ain't Tim Duncan 2.0. He's a way different player. He's a guard. I'm just saying, like, a foreigner ever. that's going to, like, hold you down for years to come. Well, I don't know about that. That nigga's a Showtime nigga. That nigga might leave San Antonio, hey, man. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be there forever. Who knows? He's from we'll France, see. though. He likes Tony Parker. Yeah, who cares? That nigga's a, is a baller. Shot caller. He's from Paris. A real baller. Like, Tony Parker was the last pick in the first round. You know, he, he yeah. didn't have the same clout as Wimbayon, the first pick. He's about to be the face of Nike for the next two decades. If he can hopefully stay healthy. They he wants to stay in San Antonio forever. Nike, yeah. you think Nike gave him a bag he couldn't refuse? Like, you are going to be with us. He was already with Nike since he was in France. I mean, you already know that. When you are a guy like Victor Wimbayama, who can be a pro overseas because you are from europe you're from france you get the opportunity to sign contracts with these organizations earlier so i mean low-key you could say he might have shortballed himself by signing earlier maybe he should have waited until this year until he went crazy and had the best year of his career he won the mvp in the uh, top league in france uh led the league in scoring and i think rebounds and blocks and then he led his team to the finals, but they got smoked by Monaco. So, but hey, that was did he ever play game. soccer? Huh? Growing up, I don't, maybe yeah, as a kid, you know, having fun. But how, can, how come he can move like that? Because he's always worked on his skills. Being, you know, that's what they do in Europe. They teach everybody to play all positions. Why do you think Jokic can pass like that and has that vision? Why do you think niggas like Dirk could always shoot? Why do you think niggas like Savonis, even Arvita Savonis, he could pass and shoot. Vladi yeah. Divac is a great passer. That's what they do in Europe. Cool they coach. teach you how to do everything. Yeah. That's why they have a lot of stylish players. 
So Dragic, Dragic. I mean, he's a point guard, but still, he's a tall point guard, ain't he? Dragic. Yeah, he's like six three, six four. Yeah, he has a lot of style in his game. He's saucy. Even Manu Ginobili, even though he's from Argentina, you know they're Europeans down there. <laughs> a lot yeah. of those Italians and Germans ran down there to Germany, Brazil. I mean, how come Pascal Siakam don't got that much style? Because he's African. You know Africans <laughs> aren't as jiggy. Why'd you why'd you bring that up, man? I was being happy and positive. He he didn't live in Europe at all. Hey, man. He'd spin moves. Yeah, man, that's African. And, and what about um you see what they said about Giannis signing that three year extension for 186 million? They said like... now they said see running backs do get paid. <laughs> Hey, they can hate on you. Hey, man, he has one of the best Euro. You know steps. you. You know he's a running back. Do you? No, you can't be a running back if you have a Euro step that good. Whoa, but but D Wade had a Euro step. Like, he why y'all hating on? Down. Why y'all hating on the details? Y'all supposed to be basketball niggas. You're y'all the one that likes to call people running backs. Y'all are. Hating I thought you would y'all. appreciate that. <laughs> y'all basketball niggas be hating so much, and y'all don't even see how good his footwork is. Oh lord. Y'all just how can y'all hate on somebody who dunks a lot? Like, what kind of weird shit is that? This is basketball. Why the fuck does everybody gotta be little punk ass Paul George? His game is so smooth. This is the same guy that likes to call Russell Westbrook D Wade centers and running backs. Now you mad because the biggest running back is being called a running back? Man, I miss when Russell Westbrook when they were showing his bloopers. Yeah, Damn, that was like some of the funniest yeah, bullying. Calling people running backs. Now you ashamed. I don't call D Wade a running back. I call him a center. Yes, you do. You call him a center. You call him a running back. You said that. <laughs> I don't call people full. No, that's like y'all. I take nah, that as disrespect. Dude. I don't call basketball players football players as disrespect. I don't like that. I never like that. Man, this guy. The only disrespectful football you're stuff lucky I like. I don't man. have proof because this guy is definitely called niggas running backs. In the no, past. I think that's disrespectful because I like football players. Niggas but the only no, please. The only football jokes I like on world is the only football lying. The only football jokes I like is when they say, um, like when when a football niggas guarding you, they do a video where somebody tries to go to the layup and somebody like tackles them in the air. This guy's a liar, world. This man is definitely called D Wade, Russell Westbrook, running backs, John Wall, yeah, John Wall. Derrick Rose. He's called. Nah, I ain't say nothing about Derrick Rose. Like, come on. Now. now you called him a running back. You nah. you said he had good floaters. You liked his floaters, but you said like Derrick Rose was an all around baller, bro. Derrick yeah, Rose but you good. said you've said before that most of his moves have done some floaters. He wasn't never, really a good know. shooter. I don't remember hating on Derrick Rose. Hey man, you were talk. We were talking about running backs because you were talking about how two thousands guards from your memory was like. Even though people like Stephon Marbury, Steve Francis, Baron Davis, they were athletic. They could shoot. Well, I remember this conversation. We were talking about the it's evolution of athletic point guards. But hey, it's whatever, man. We'll oh yeah, how come Schroeder more on ring culture tomorrow? How come Schroeder don't got that much swag? What do you mean? He has a patch in his head. He's talking about his game. Like he's from Europe. He don't be doing all that Drogic stuff. He's a herky jerky baller. He has moves. He just won MVP at the FIBA World Cup. He's technically the best player in the world. What are you talking about? But he ain't got swag like Ricky Rubio. Well, yeah, because he's African. What are you trying to, <laughs> well, trying to point out African? that Africans can't have sauce? We know that. 
Alakim Olajuwon's one of the top he's ten. He's the only one. Boys. He's the only one. He's the only saucy African ever. So Lou Dort else has been swag. a hard worker grinder. Lou Dort don't got swag. He's from Canada, and he's okay. Haitian. Oh. So yeah, yeah. All right. He don't got swag though. Yeah. He's relaxed. Yeah. It is what it is. Yes, indeed. But hey, man, anyway. let's get into the music. Let's focus on other things. I want to talk about this brother, Young Scooter's mixtape first, Streets Crazy. He's been teasing this project for a while. It's his first release since Zay Street in 2020, which is his collab mixtape with Zaytoven. For me, this is Young Scooter's best project in five years since he dropped Triple Cross. Uh, this project has classic production, that essence of the streets that West Side Gun should have hollered at if he wanted real trap production. I wanted to look at the credits, but of course, Young Scooter isn't going to put up the credits on streaming services. But hey, man, some of it sounded Zaytoven-ish. Some of it mm -hmm. sounded real jiggy and bouncy. I liked um, the beat, especially on uh, Number Game with Money Man. That beat's real jiggy and player-ish. Um, you Ain't No Hustler is real motivation music. I like, see, for some people, they don't like the content of trap music. They say it's too negative. It's people talking about poisoning their community. And hey, you got a point to that. It is true. It's a fact. But hey, for me, it's that motivation music. It makes you want to go work hard. They trapping is my trapping. My trapping is what I do with my hustle, my writing, you know, doing to my business. Different things. Jamal could be you at work, you DJing. That's your hustle. Going to the gym. This that motivation music. Uh, broke make me sick when no cap is tight. Come eat with us with ESG is tight. Hard to handle with future is crazy. The title track is nice. Free Spider, the intro is a real good track. All the features do their thing. I like Touchdown a lot with Pee Wee Longway. Middle of the Hood was, is tight. It's a great beat. I wish Nudie gave Scooter more than eight bars, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, but uh, this is a good project. 13 tracks, 38 minutes. Nice listen. I like music. That is great projects for me. I like it between 30, 45 minutes. 50, I'll let you rock. But how did you feel about it? Did you hear it? How many times did you listen to it? I've listened to this tape at least two, three times. Yeah, at least three times. I listened to it once. Uh, I think it was Monday. I liked it. It was pretty dope. It reminded me of like the classic trap era, like 2012 to like 15, 16. Um, I thought the beats were really hard. Hard to handle was a cool single. Number game was dope. Uh, Broke make me sick was cool. Um, how can I change racks on us? You ain't no hustler. I like the 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 second um half of the album a lot. Um, like from like, well, yeah, from like number seven down. I like the first few songs too, 
But from like number seven down, like trap it out, you ain't no hustler. Them joints was pretty hard. And it was like you said, um, he was very motivational, get money music. Um, uh, he was talking about going to I Interstate 95, I-20, I-65. You were right, he really does be on the road. Telling you, he's a hard worker. That's why I always like listening to Scooter. He'll really motivate you, man. That's why he he, he says it in the lines. The street's been telling me to come back. They need that motivation music. And saying lines like, hey, man, these rappers ain't talking about the streets. They're not hustling and working hard no more. They're just being drugged out, rapping about girls and materialism. These young kids only talking about killing. Look, like, how many times the young Scooter talking about killing somebody and murdering somebody? He's really about his paper. He doesn't have time. That's yeah. what I like in his music. He was a real street hustler. Like, that's what I rest in peace. That's what I always liked about Fredo Santana. Even though he was a drill rapper, he was really like a trapper. He was really about working hard and hustling. He, Of course, he had time to bother his eyes, but he was really about getting his paper. That's what I like in music. I like people that really talk that hustle, that motivation, that grind. Because payroll has, you know, changed his style. He's more, you know, you like to call uncle rap. Uh, Rocco disappeared from rap, <laughs> you know, unfortunately. He was the best motivation music for me. Jeezy was for a time too, but, you know, he changed and, you know, became more lyrical, lost his sauce. But I think, hey, for this year, Young Scooter made the best motivational rap album. I like uh, also... Killer Mike with Michael was very motivational and inspirational. Him talking about his journey and his upbringing growing up, you know, that was real tight. But if you about your paper and you trying to grind and listen to Jiggy stuff, check out Streets Crazy by Young Scooter. All right. He said yeah. he flies to Cali two times a month just to check the farm. Yep. Yeah, man. You got is he being a good manager? Yeah, he is. This is he's on the road, man. He literally, if you look at his charge when he got locked, he was literally on the road with the Dooleys, man. He was on with the trucks, man. Shout out to uh, track five. That's my favorite track, Load Off. He's really, Load working. Off. He's really working hard. He said, if you um ain't bounced back after you went broke, then you're not a real hustler. Yeah, it's true. I was just talking to one of my brothers. I dropped him off at the airport. He's on the way to Ghana. Shout out to Brad Duke. He talked about you know, overcoming obstacles, losing racks, getting it back, losing it, getting it back. That's that's the that's the life, man. That's real. He said he got 20 trucks and he got 30 drivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you mess up, you're fired. There's he more said, people waiting to get in the job. Trucks in every state are taking on a different route. Like he's really a fright business. Mm-hmm. My cousin um actually has that. He has like semi-trucks and he don't even know how to drive them. He just needs drivers. Yes. My cousin's like a super hustler. He's like our age. Like he's like just a get money ass. And he's been like that ever since we were kids. I just have to do the paper route with him. Nice, nice. <laughs> Same way as as now. That's but yeah, that is you're right though. The, the kids don't talk about like grinding. That's yeah. what we liked about the trap music. Yeah, it was about... even Gucci was talking about grinding and, and he, was he was working hard. hard. <laughs> they don't do that no more. That's crazy. Hey man, that's why I like hey future still give you a trap song here. There, hey man, he be working hard. Future don't really work hard, he's like Jeezy. He nah, fun. he does, he, he does. Fun trapping. Hell no, yeah. he be working hard. Jeezy is the wholesaler, Jeezy's like Jay Z, they're real bosses, wholesalers. Like, 
Future is really in the kitchen. That's what he be repping, him and Gucci and OJ. The Zone 6 boys are really hard workers. That's how their trap is. Even shout out Maceo. You go back to even back then, 04, 05. He mentioned Maceo on his album. Yeah, because he's the, he's the forefather of Lil Mexico. He's from their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He, he's their dad. So if you, I mean, he has the first classic trap song from their hood. If you hit me on that next tail chirp and you hear that, bloop, bloop, even Childish Gambino, oh, Donald Trump sampled it. Oh, sit down. He had that too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maceo has sauce, but hey, shout out to Zone 6. Uh, I'm looking forward to Future Metro's project. I'm going to say that every week. I don't know. Maybe it'll drop next year. I wish it dropped in December. That would be tight. But uh, we'll see. But um, let's talk about a project that came out last week. We didn't get to it. Um, It's the deluxe to what I think is top three rap album of the year, Ganger. Oh, Lord. He added five new tracks, Get Lucky, Rich No Duh, Love the Tour, Rich Rock Star and Amusing. Did you check it out? No, I'm going to check them out, though, because I like Ganger. But I'm going to check them out. I checked it out. Of course, I bumped it multiple times. Out of the five, I think Love the Tour is the best. Uh, Rich Rock Star is cool, too. He shot a video for Get Lucky. Um, a, a lot of the footage is him on tour. It makes me wish I went to the DC show. He has uh, Nisia as one of the openers. Um KP Skywalker was one of the openers. He fools with him. So he had him uh, open up also. Jordan Poole pulled up. You know him. He's from Milwaukee. So he fools with that steez. Mm. And then he's he from Milltown. Yeah, he's from there. You know, shout out to them. We're going to talk about a native in a few minutes. Another native, I should say. And um, Anicia said when she met Jordan Poole, she was so lost. She thought that was the nigga that wrote Get Out. Damn. Damn, <laughs> Jordan Peele. Yeah, is she confused? She yeah. says she don't know sports. I like when, pe- when people are that confused about those kind of people, like Jordan Peele and like... Yeah, Jordan Peele and Jordan Poole. Is that a funny uh, funny combo? I don't blame her. I mean, I'm glad she doesn't really know what Jordan Peele looks like. Like, Jordan Peele, shout out to Jordan Peele. I respect his um, horror movies. They're very creative, opposite of Tyler Perry, so I respect that a lot. But at the same time, <laughs> I wasn't a... Uh, Key and Pill fan like that. I liked it afterwards. Yeah, like, it was man. It was it had some good stuff though. It wasn't trash. Yeah, it wasn't trash. It yeah, wasn't it trash. wasn't trash. But yeah, it used to get trash. But it wasn't trash. It was all right, man. It was pretty good. After I, I did some good stuff. In I got onto it after the fact because, like you know, like like what a lot of people say, it was too fresh after Dave Chappelle, and I was just like, nope, y'all not getting that space in my brain. Nope, and y'all. Like being biracial too much? Nah, I'm out of here. Oh, and y'all like being biracial too much? How do how do you do that? How do you do it too much? Like you 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 say, like you want to make white people laugh a lot. I mean, Dave Chappelle, you could say, kind of does that too. He was. He tricked a lot of black people. A lot of black people, like when yeah, like I mean, around Blue Streak time and shit like that, and like Nutty Professor, he was known as like more of like a comic for white people. A lot yeah, of people don't remember that, to, that, but that's the only type of yeah. Because the first thing he got in was Robin Hood and tights, and then he was almost like he got like a launch, a pilot little joint on ABC that didn't pan out. 
And then, yeah, his type of humor is more towards, I guess, yeah, the quote unquote, you know. But he knew how to like nigga it up more than Key and Peele. Yeah, because he's such a hip hop guy. Yeah, and he's from Maryland, you know, being from the DMV, I think that helps too. Being from a arguably the blackest air, the blackest region in America, especially in that era, that was real chocolate city shit. So I'm sure that influenced him too. And then moving to New York as a young guy, yeah, that's another black capital. So yeah, I think that did influence him. I don't know where Jordan Peele and uh, Michael Key, Keegan, whatever, what have you. I don't know where them boys are from. Let's see. Jordan Peele. Where are you from, boy? Dang, What's sorry. I can't call a black man boy. Keegan, he Michael Peele. He is Keegan, Michael Peele. Is well, look, see, born. he was born in New York City. His mom is from a white lady from Maryland, and his dad is originally from North Carolina. What part of Maryland? It uh, doesn't say. He is from De- uh, from Michigan. Uh, okay, and he was raised by his single mother in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. So yeah, he's from Manhattan. Oh, Upper West Side. Yeah, and he's married to a white woman. So that she means he's from Maryland. like he's from near Harlem then. Yeah, he, he, and he's married to a white lady named Chelsea Peretti. God bless America. And uh. You said that's near Harlem. That's cool. I mean, West Side is on the Jersey side, the West Side Highway. And then Upper, to me, just sounds like Uptown, which is Harlem stuff. Mm, okay, okay. I've been learning a lot about New York over the last few years. But um, how do we start talking about Key and Peele and Dave Chappelle? <laughs> We're talking about, oh, yeah, Anicia. Yeah, V's, V's, yeah, V's is the Lux. Uh, yeah, you didn't listen to it, so you know, I had to give you a little something. Oh, see, he was a brother of Phi Kappa Theta. Oh, he joined the white frat. Oh man, yeah, yeah, he's this is I love making fun of black people. This is Keegan Michael Key. Oh man, get that out of here. Raised Catholic, yeah. I wish we had some sound effects. Kevin Samuels got sound effects. Yeah, I'm a gay man. When we when we start recording in person next year, hey man, I got the mixer ready. Just know mm-hmm. I'm gonna have the sickest drops. Whenever girls try to uh, lie about their weight, he can tell, like by their like when they lie about their shape or dress size, and he they already told him like their height and weight. He plays a sound that goes like. Kevin Samuels. Ah, rest in peace. Ah, legend. Oh man, that guy was funny. I played. I played him. For a girl like two weeks ago, soon as she saw him in his suit, she was like, get this nigga off my TV. And then he asked the girl, how old are you? Were you married? What's your dress size? She's like, I already know he finna start talking crazy. Like, <laughs> just play Kevin Samuels like randomly when you're with a girl one day, like without her kind of knowing you about to put it on there and just watch her reaction, bro. It's the funniest shit in the yeah, world. Man, they do hate him. I've done hey, like a man, test. He was, good. he was good because he would diss men mostly too. Oh yeah, anyways, on this deluxe, is there... Beats like um, overseas baller. Uh, whoa! I I love the love the tour beat, but not nothing like overseas baller. Overseas baller is my favorite song on the album. But that um, shit cranks. But uh, I think this deluxe is cool, but it doesn't enhance the project. To be honest, 
Destroy Lonely's Deluxe did enhance the project. There were seven songs added to a 26-song project, so the shit was already too long with those shits. But it was good because a lot of those songs are now standouts on the project. While on this one out of the five, it's cool. But like I said, Love the Tour is the only track that I think was good enough to make the original album. But hey, you what about, check it um, out and give us your opinion in the near future. What about beats like No Sursky? Uh, nah, it's nah. The different swag, man. You just listen to it. Hey, it's not. I like those two beats a lot. That's like Detroit ass beats. <laughs> yeah, he was swagging on No Sersky. That joint was is very based. I used to think the greatest thing to be was a thug. Speaking Ooh. of Milwaukee, can we get into the new change of rap now? Yeah, man. Money my, for fun. My favorite, my favorite corner for rap recently has been. Uh, the region, not really the region, but it's really 10K Records led by Mike. He has artists like Nyante and Sideshow. Um, Nyante has a project coming out next Friday. He likes called, stuff a lot. Called Demon Muppy, yeah. And um, it's going to be, it's going to be focused. It's six tracks. I already see the joint. Track one is Yet Command 3000, track two is Ride With Me featuring, I don't know, l 95 er Track three is 2AM Pete's. Track four is Super Bowl 58 <laughs> featuring 454. I'll shout out to 454. Terrence has been talking about him for years. He fools with him. He's a real experimental, trippy brother from Florida. Nyante grew up with him. Uh, track five is in my UA sweater. And then track six is the track that made me get into this realm. Real hip hop featuring Earl Sweatshirt, El Cousteau, and Mike. Uh, this track is a banger. Shout out to whoever made the beat. I'm viewing the credits right now. It looks like the producer. Oh, shout out Tony Seltzer. He made the beat. He's from the White boy from New York, he's juiced up. Uh, he has a good project with Key. Check that out. Uh, this track is Fire a Michigan, Detroit inspired beat. Nyante goes first, and he goes. He's trippy with his flow. And then, very Florida, which is what I like. I like that he got that Florida swag, even though he's from Milwaukee. I yeah. like that he got that Florida swag on that Detroit beat. It's kind yeah, of he grew up in Florida. I mean, he's he said he's lived in like he his family moved to Florida when he was like ten. He grew up in like kissing me. So yeah, he was like half you know Milwaukee, half Florida. Seems like the North Florida boys have taken over. Yeah, well, you know, he said that's really like Central Florida, right? Or is that North? Yeah, it's, it's basically Orlando, so it's Central. Yeah, it's like Orlando. Yeah, so yeah, so he's been doing his thing. He said that he moved to New York a few years ago. He was modeling, you know, started doing music, and then got cool with Mike. Sideshow was fooling with him heavy first. Shots, shout out to Sideshow. He's from D.C. You said you've been hearing about him for a few years, right, Jamal? Well. This year, I've been I've seen his face and I've seen his project, the project before the one he just dropped with the red, and he's really from Tigra, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like not, he says that a lot in songs, but yeah, he's from uh, D.C. Uh, East African brother. I don't really know country or nothing. I just know if you 
if you're Tigray and you can be Eritrean or Ethiopian, so it doesn't really matter. They're all the same people. But um, yeah, he's pretty dope too. And I like how Mike kind of it seems like the El Custo and Niante. I feel like Sideshow don't really it's be on Niante. Niante. I feel like Sideshow don't really be on their stuff like that, but I kind of like how they're separate. Yeah, and you know, I've seen people on the on different message boards calling Niante El Cousteau and Sideshow the new big three in the underground. So hey man, yeah, like I said, Sideshow is the one that put Niante on to 10k, told Mike the fool with him. So obviously he does like that type of music. You were surprised that Earl Switch uh Earl Sweatshirt was on the track. Did you like yeah, I'm listening to that joint and I'm like, how the fuck is Earl gonna be on this? I'm like, wait, you like his verse? Yeah, it was cool, but you can tell he, you know, he he don't really know how to do that a little bit. Dang, I like his flow. I like his stuff start joint. It reminds me, no, his flow was tight, but it reminds me of when Yachty like raps. Like he I feel like all the lyrical niggas, I don't know, (laughs) he he had to stop and stuff a lot. Like everybody else, El Custo was going crazy. And then like and then uh Ne- what'd you say is Neonte or Nionte? Yeah, Neonte. Neonte, he was just foolish on it. Yeah. Mike was like in the mi- a mixture of Earl and Neonte. Yeah, Mike was having fun. He caught his bounce on it. Yeah, but I love that shit. And I love that Earl's doing that. And um, where's Mike from? From, you know, Jersey, New York, Philly. Yeah, I'm really excited about like this is the first time I've listened to like three new artists, whole albums in one day. I listened to Dante's Inferno by uh, Neonte. Um, I listened to Neonte. <laughs> I listened to um, the Showtime joint. What, uh, what, side Sideshow. Show. <laughs> Sideshow joint. What was that called? Don't again? Just Stand There. And then I listened to um, El Custo, uh, Harry. Dirty Harry, yeah. That joint's yeah. my favorite of the three. Yeah, me too. That, nah. El Custo's probably... This dirty the best DC project's rapper. probably gonna be uh my top in my top three favorite projects of the year. He's the best DC rapper by far. Paco yeah, Panama, yeah, yeah, yeah. he just sauce. slid down a little bit, but this guy's sauce is outrageous. His subject matter is all over the place. He be talking about you know just growing up in DC, uh, having accountability, yeah, hustling, fashion, trapping. He said his mom, like his mom thinks he's cross dressing. Yeah, but you know why he said it though, right? Cause he had like Margiela on and uh, something else, a different brand. <laughs> and he's a, I've seen that he's a model, and it's funny that ASAP Rocky's already trying to get next to him already. He's probably like, man, I bleached it and pan out. I got another one. And he has like Trinidad James swag to me, and o, uh, OG Mako swag to me too with his with his swag burst. Yeah, he, like he said straight up. Woo! Yeah, Woo! I'm a bad, I'm a young crazy nigga. I'm a bad motherfucker. You don't know what a ball look like. I'm a young wild nigga. I'm a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he's turned. Yeah, Acousto's dope as hell, man. Oysters and sparkling water, real jiggy. You know that's my vibe. You know I'm a sparkling water boy. I just, I just hope, I just hope that fashion doesn't take over too much. Like I hope he's not like a Theophilus London. Oh yeah. Hope he's more of a Lancey Fold that. Can do modeling stuff and still do music. Isn't it funny that Neonte's a model too? They're model rappers like Lancey Fall, another brother that I fool with heavy. Mm-hmm. And you know I love his project from this year a lot. That's yeah. one of my top projects of the year too. Very high. 
It's definitely in my top ten. But um, Neontae's dope. He's his his beats like they and there and the thing about all three of them, Sideshow, Neontae, and El Custo, they are like the perfect blend of like what's happened over the last ten years, but like with real artistry. Like they have really cool samples, but the samples will have like trap drums on it. They yeah, still got yeah. like that internet kind of random all over the place swag with like little yeah. voices and people saying little shit in the background. And it's like an updated version of like the artsy hip hop head. But now they have trap drums because trap music has dominated shit so much. And then I like yeah, and they're street boys exactly. And I like Neonte a lot because. He's from Milwaukee, so he'd be having like those jiggy, like sped up tracks that the Midwest like a lot. Yeah. But then he got like a Florida kind of draw a little bit with it, mm-hmm. with his um rapping swag. So and then, and then like sideshow, he's just dope. He's just like a, he's just a stand up young brother that just you know likes to talk about real shit and just. Why did you say that he makes you want to get a new roster of women? Was he that player? I didn't say that. <laughs> Just like you didn't say that these basketball players were running backs, right? I mean, you know, whoa! I show his music, the beats and stuff. They just like they just make me want to like be fly and cool again. Like rap hasn't done that in a long time. Like whoa. I miss when like the hip hoppy people could do that, and like they're like cool hip hoppers. They're not like like our hip hoppers wore like reading glasses and shit, and were like hey, and they shit. wore reading glasses. I ain't trying to listen to no nigga with no fucking reading glasses. Get that shit out of here. Nas wore reading glasses. That's one of my favorite rappers, man. Nas ain't wearing no damn reading glasses. I think and he I like it in belly. Hey, man. And I like that valet was on here too. He fits perfectly like in this mix. And he just did hook duty, but it was tight. But um. That back to high, back to reality shit, that shit is just way too jiggy. And ain't he made shit. that beat, you know. Nyante makes a lot of his own beats. He made that beat. That shit is way too jiggy, bro. And ain't shit is that little uh, bass line they have in there. Yeah. And then and he reps um, Milwaukee heavy because he mentions Michael Red a lot. Like that yeah, song. Six, Michael Red's one of the songs on the album. And to take it back to uh, El Custo, another one of the big three, that uh, You and Me beat, the outro, is reminds me of like some UGK, like, Southern shit. Like, I always felt like DC was good at that, like, UGK, Louisiana type of shit. And I just, and like, and of course, he kind of reminds me of Gleesh a little bit. And I mentioned earlier that I feel like Young Gleesh to me was like the perfect, like, shell or template of like, uh, what a good DC rapper can be yeah, like. for sure. And so, shout out Coca Cousteau on that beat. You and me on the outro. So, hey, you might be a Costa crew, man. Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah, see? So, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of the producers. All Right, All Right was fired. Shout out to, uh, let me see, 12 a.m. on the beat. Yeah, you know, all, all Matt, that drum is fire. Shout out to 12 a.m. and Coca Custo on that beat. And um, on the Nitro beat, fire. speaking of like them being like an amalgamation of Coca everything. Coca Custo did that beat. That, that has like a little bit of the ragey feel. Yeah. They do like they do like these three. Um, Sideshow kind of doesn't as much, but he does get jiggy. Now, but he has, he does do different variations. He can touch into like recent trends, like. On Sideshow's joint, he has like a couple plug-in beat beats. 
Like he has like even I like how his he sequenced his album, like how at the end of I think it's uh let me look at the track list real quick. He's rapping and then at the end of uh, at the end of Locked Doors, or no, yeah, I think at the end of Ja Like Morant. Yeah, that joint. Like, I like the how the album starts. Tunchi music is fire. Mm-hmm. I like Morant's tight. And at the end of Ja Like Morant, he calls one of his homies. He he raps about how his homie was locked and how he's free now. Then he calls him and is like, yo, just to show the fans, like, hey, look, see, he's free now. And he calls him and is like, yo, what's up? He's like, yo, I'm about to rap. Hey, check it out. So literally, he raps Locked Doors, produced by pop star Benny. He raps that joint live, records it, and and while his friends on the phone, he from Atlanta. Yeah, pop star. Yeah, and he's like, man, that beat hard. Who's that, man? He's like, yeah, now nah, that shit fire. Like, yeah, locked doors is crazy. That beat's stupid. But yeah, I love this project. White fans is hilarious. How he talks about putting out snippets of his project and his fans are bothering him for it. How they be trying to walk down on him. Hey, man, what's up, man? Are you good? Hey. Mm-hmm. I know hey. you're sipping lean or whatever, but can you drop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's tight. Like I like how thick lick is just him and his friends talking, and then he raps for the last twenty seconds about lean. <laughs> like he's crazy. Uh, Mister couldn't hurt a fly is crazy. Even between Dollar T and Dead Leg, like Dead Leg is like a little ragey, crazy ass beat. Like he does switch it up. Shez Francis, like talking about kicking it overseas, and then just being around at the right spot and locking in with like a focus nigga and then making a song about it. Like, I just like how he does certain stuff. Like, yeah, this is a cool project. And another thing that I like sideshows project, 14 minutes, 25 minutes, El Custo's project, 11 songs, 21 minutes. And Niante's project, uh, Don, yeah, Deontay, Dante 24 minutes non-song yeah exactly so yeah quick 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 but there but um like you just said that uh that beat for dollar t that beat is crazy like their beats are just like they remind me of um like icy twat stuff too remember him yeah 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 for sure shout out icy twat he's from chicago when he was down with you know the boys from uh virginia what was their name called Dang, I forgot their name. Dang, I was just I remember thinking, Silk Money, of course. I was just thinking about their song with Andre 3000. Uh, was that I'll, I'll find it real quick in a second. But yeah, like they said, Divine they got, Council. Yeah, Divine Council. They yeah. got like all three of these people got like soulful shit, trappy shit, um, ragey shit. Like it just sounds like a perfect blend of everything that's happened in rap, and that's fun to me. And they really excite me and they make me feel like I used to feel when I would find new artists. Like, I'm excited about them, like, heavy. And I can tell that this is the beginning of the shift. I can feel it. It's not going to probably take effect until, like, 2025, though. But also, I told you by the end of this decade, D.C. will have some rappers. Now, yeah, you're right. So, and yeah, it's starting right now. El Custo Sideshow. Paco Panama for he could be like the money man type lane. I think, yeah, you're right. It is about to start and we have to facilitate it. That's why I was saying the blog era is back. And the blog era starts with me, man, with doyenwave.com. We relaunch in December 1st. I'm going to start with a lot of articles about my favorite 
albums of the year. We're bringing back music journalism. We've seen people like Benny the Butcher complaining, telling people, man, don't criticize music. Don't hate, man. A lot of people are upset about criticism now. There's people like Kenyon Martin telling people, hey, if you didn't play high school basketball, then who are you to talk about uh, NBA players? And I'm like, dang, all right, I did play high school basketball. All right. Hey, it might have been JV fall ball, but hey, I played a little bit. I played. Hey, I actually thought about you when he said that, when I read yeah. that. I was like, dang, that's tight. I was like, hey, can I get away with that? I played, hey, I played fall ball. I played JV in high school. Hey, that's I played freshman. Counter. I played yeah, hey, basketball. We played, hey, hey, we played basketball in high school. Ha ha. You played high school. <laughs> you played high school football. So hey, man, we and I played play. freshman basketball in high school. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And hey, I played basketball. I played baseball. Hey, I, you know me. I stay away from American football. I love it. I like to watch it a little bit, but I don't really be critiquing it like that. Soccer, that's my game. I've done a lot of research. I've done the knowledge. So I know what I'm talking about. But a lot of people don't do the knowledge. And that's why the internet has dumbed down journalism. And that's why we have to bring the blog era back. And you as a DJ, it is your responsibility to be outside and play these artists when you can, different yeah, spots. It's, it's a saying. certain world only. That's what I'm saying. I know that's what I'm saying, but you got to be in those realms. You know, there's these corners in DC, even though DC is weirder than ever. Yeah, I've already left like the money back yo world. I'm not going back there ever again. Yeah, exactly. But there's lanes for this. Like there, there is, is, there is like shout out to all the homegirls and all the DJs in the area that you connect with. I'm sure they would fool with this type of music. They already do. I already and, looked and, and they and make follow and, them and they DJ and curate parties that play this type of music, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. We can create this shit. That's what that's what listening to that blog era podcast. That's what was happening. It was literally different people talking about the music they love on the internet and sharing it to people. And then people being, you know, able to consume the music and fool with it. And then a lot of these artists became successful. But it was based on the people that created the websites, their personal taste in music. So DoyanWave.com is going to be me and my personal taste in music. If Jamal, you want to write articles, sure. If you want to do different mixes and shit, you know, I'll post it on my joint. That's what we got to do. We got to create. If we want to be a part of the world, like we say in the past, hey, man, you can actually make the difference. Don't just complain. Do something about it. We can. So we should. If we want to push DC rap, DMV rap forward, we got to commentate it and play it. That is very true. But I also want to talk about the uh, the flip, not the flip side, but like another corner of what Yachty's doing too with Anisia and uh, Caribou. He doesn't have Anisia. Caribou, has, I mean. He has Caribou. Yeah, Anisia is signed with uh, what Steve Stout's uh, his imprint. And, uh, you know, shout out to Devin. You know, you know. Oh, he got that one dude. You, you know, Devin, me, Devin, Devin, uh, you know, Derek's brother, Devin has one of his homies is like her manager or something or working it's, with her at the, at the label. So the CEO trail on Steve Stout's son's joint. No, uh, he's nah. else. Lucian Grange. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Steve Stout's son has something. That's pretty interesting. Steve Stout's son. I don't know about that. I said Steve Stout's joint. 
Oh, Steve Stout. Okay, wow. What is he doing with that? He has that United Masters joint or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. NLE Chopper was fooling with him, too. Okay. But, um... Oh, yeah, that's where Nisi is. Well, you don't like that? No, but, um... <laughs> yeah, Yachty's, Yachty's pulling with Caribou and Anisia. That's another um kind of blog air feel. I feel like, um... Tia, uh... Corinne's kind of in that world a little bit, She's too. She's on the same label as the baby. Well, anyways, I'm just talking about, like, the... Oh, I'm just letting you know where these people are signed to, so... That can affect where their reach will happen. Because like I said, like ballet going to good music. Sideshow, yeah, like Sideshow and Niante are cool. They were they're on Mike's joint. They can do whatever they want. El Cousteau's doing his own thing. So he's cool. He can do whatever he wants. Other people, when they sign that label deal, that's why I asked you. These is on Warner Brothers now. Let's see what happens if things change. El Cousteau's on Super Cousteau Records. He's on his own thing. His crew's joints, so he's cool. Like, I got to listen to Mike's project. He put out Burning Desire. I've seen a lot of people say the album is fire. It's 24 tracks, 51 minutes, so that is a good ratio. Um, Then he also has Faith as a Rock, his collab project with Wiki, who is a rapper based in New York, a Spanish brother that has been doing numbers in the underground for a few years. He is a, a rapper. rapper. Yeah, and then Alchemist, and the project is called oh. Faith is a Rock. So, uh, yeah, it's a rapidy rappy. Uh, and songs, 32 minutes. I'll check it out. So, so you, you said Yachty and Ace and Rocky are trying to absorb the youth? I think Yachty, I think after, yeah, after saying that, I've, I've <laughs> I changed my stance on Yachty because he is a part of the sauce. I for, You can't forget that. He helped start the women's movement by writing act up for the city girls. He so that is funny. It does make sense that his best artist is now a girl, Caribou. Because his other artists, DC2, Trill, Draft Day. Yeah, I don't really see I don't really see it, but Caribou, yeah, she has swag, but uh they just had the uh label cipher freestyle on the radar. Check it out. If you haven't, you know, shout out to On The Radar. They're doing their thing promoting the underground. That's what I'm seeing. Like, the blog era is out there. It just changed. It's not going to be any more just, like, different websites. I might be the only popping new, fresh website. But then there's other people, like On The Radar, their YouTube channel, and My Generation Music, you know, those different YouTube channels. I've seen, uh, shout out to No Bells. They are a blog. They're dope. Like, there are a few niche blogs still writing about music, not as frequently as I'm going to be doing. But, hey, I think it's all about people creating those realms. I see it on the message boards, people talking about these albums. I was seeing people like, oh, man, look at Niante. He's a bad influence on Earl and Mike. (laughs) They said he's their trapped little friend that's making things hot in their world. And like, yeah, El Cousteau's like a swag lord and inside show, he be in the cut because he be he be turned up, he be druggy, man. He be in the lean with the lean in the cut. So it's but like yeah, I feel like this year is, was a good year for new artists. I became a fan of uh Lil Tyler. Um I like yeah, El Cousteau. He has a good project, very good project this year. I like El Cousteau, I like Niante, I like um Niante. I like Niante. I like Sideshow. Anisia is pretty cool. Caribou Stray, I gotta listen to her a little bit more. Um, but 
I haven't liked a lot of new artists in a, like this in one year in a long time. So I'm excited for the future. Oh, yeah, man. It's going to be dope. Sure. And I've noticed that Detroit stuff is there. Yeah, it is. The influence is there. You Splash Brothers, Caribou, and Anisia's track is a Detroit-inspired beat, Michigan-inspired beat. Like I said, real hip-hop, the Niante song is a Detroit-Michigan-inspired beat, you know. I need to check out Wiz having more because I did like him, too. Yeah, his verse was tight on Lil Tyler's album. I like I like what's happening. He does that Detroit stuff too. Boston Richie does it. Um, so yeah, it's pretty exciting. So do you think Mike's collective is cooler than um opium? Or is it just too, too different that you just don't really compare? Uh yeah, them? they're of course they're more talented. They're way better. Shout out to Ken Carson and Destroy Lonely. Yeah, hell yeah, Sideshow and Niante are better artists. And Mike is cool too. He's tight. So I think for what they do, 10K is doing their thing. And then shout out uh, Backwoods Studios. They're another underground label really doing their thing, led by uh, Billy Woods. Like, there's a lot of underground labels doing their thing. That's why when Osei says, oh, man, you can't eat and rap, you can't eat and rap, he's listening to people like Charleston White that don't even know about the rap industry. He's seeing people like Little Yachty. And Lizzie be doing that, saying that too, that rappers be broke and stuff. Yeah, a lot of rappers do be broke, but that's because they're living beyond their means. They're trying to portray an image. The -hmm. people that are borderline mainstream rappers but don't have the mainstream success, buying Mm -hmm. all the jewelry, being in the club all the time, that's who are being geeks. Like, I don't think El Cousteau, Mike, Sideshow, I think they're successful in their realm and they live within their means. They're Mm -hmm. not trying to be something they're not. Three hundred thousand dollars of chains. So yeah, like you can still be fly, be fresh, have money, do shows, and venues that hold five hundred to a thousand, three thousand. Sell your merch, sell your vinyl, and have a successful life. You don't got to be all crazy. Currency showed us he's a multimillionaire with merch and putting out free projects, but doing hella shows. So yeah, you can live comfortably, but. Currency is the pinnacle of underground success, but there's other people that can still have honest livings being in the underground. And speaking of the underground, one artist who has had mainstream success in the highest order, winning Grammys and all that, collabing with Beyonce, Meg The Stallion is now saying that she's independent and fully funding her next project. Uh, do you think that this is a smart move for her? Um. Hmm. If her music's good, it can be. People think she's trying to copy off Doja Cat because her new Halloween song, because of like some of the uh, artwork and the visuals she's teased. So we'll see. It just all depends who oh, she's fooling that's with. That's not good. No, I'm just saying it just depends who she's fooling with to help her make music. But she's trying to keep up with sexy red and do the city girl shit i mean i don't know moving units according they put out an album last week real ass whores and it's it says about to move what six to eight thousand what is it called real ass whores raw yeah i mean see they they got lost they were ahead of the curve for the women rap that that lane of rap but yeah they got left behind by 
Glorilla, Sexy Red, Lotto, Dochi, Lotto, this new era of girl rappers. It's evolved. Isn't Dochi what it is, ho? What's up? Yeah, you know, she's, she's a rapper. From, yeah, she's from Florida. She signed the TDE. I didn't know she was a rapper. I thought she was yeah. a singer. Yeah, she raps singer. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah so I mean, yeah, there's some there's some exciting things happening for uh women in our areas, even like the Tyler girl with the water song, and then like um Victoria Monet. She's yeah, like she's a cool black she's like a cool black RB pop singer. She's like the best RB pop singer that we have right now. And I've been on Victoria Monet for a few years now, like at least since like 2019. Yeah, she's been around. I first heard of her when she was on uh Nas's album Life Is Good 2012. Yeah. Victoria Monet? Yeah, she's 34 now, man. She's been I'd around for a long it. time. She looks kind of old, but she's a beautiful woman. She is a she's a beautiful woman. And I don't mean to say her age to shame her or anything. I just wanted to show how long she's been grinding and how that is tight that women can still be successful and break out artists at her age because it shouldn't be a problem because we've seen a lot of men become successful in their mid late thirties, early forties, even why can't it happen for women? So I think this era of women flourishing and rap and like you said, her being, you know, the best R and B pop hybrid. She's been a successful songwriter for years, writing for everybody. Now she's having success on her own. It's cool. It's just like I said, like how the blog era is back. It's kind of like how in the mid two thousand we saw people like. Neo and the Dream becoming stars after writing songs for other people. Now it's her turn. A few years, a few decades later, Sean Garrett tried tried it too, huh? Sean Garrett tried it too. Yeah, he did, and Carrie Hilson did it and had some success. And then she played herself going at the goat, and that's another story for another day. She's yeah. on the Money podcast. Will you check that out? Uh, probably. I love that podcast. Yeah, it's tight. I like them. They cool. I love that podcast and um, yeah. Victoria Monet is just like oh yeah her album was pretty good yeah should... Jaguar 2 is fire you heard like I like the song Cadillac a lot that joint cranks a lot yeah. and um, but yeah she excites me because she reminds me of like the um, Ashanti Aaliyah Maya like she's not like really in like the SZA um, Summer Walker lane nah you know? nah nah she's not that uh alternative r&b swag she's real traditional r&b yeah i like it a lot and yeah. a lot of the women i know like it her song on my mama went off this summer yeah, videos you know fire videos fire yeah she's like dancing and singing yeah, like, that's people tight. love like, the routine she mm -hmm. was at howard homecoming performing that joint was cool i was at howard homecoming by the way i was outside this weekend and it was hilarious you know at howard homecoming is only one way in one way out so it was a lot of people trying to hop fences, looking lost. Yeah, I saw you're, not that. A, you're not allowed to drink liquor in there. So, you know, you got to sneak in liquor and bottles like a little kid. It was a lot of geeky stuff going on. It was a lot of police presence because, you know, there's been shootings at HBCUs recently. So and DC is on fire right now. It's crazier than ever to some people. I won't say that because, I mean, I heard the crack air was crazier, but uh it it was cool though, but yeah, it was it's not it's not like how it was like 10, 12 years ago. Cause I remember going to Howard Homecoming when yeah. I was an undergrad, like 2011, 2012. That shit was Zuvi. And now it was more like uh, 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 uh. it was cool though. It was cool. 
Shout out to NSU. We were playing them. That's why I went because NSU was playing them. You see DJ Envy rocking the NSU shirt line? Yeah. I thought that was weird too. I'm I'm looking at it like he went to Hampton. I never thought he would do that. Why not? Went to Hampton. That's like. We the truth, man. They don't hate us. We bother them more than they bother us, for real. They look at us like, dang, they're the niggas that we used to shit on, but now they're cool, so we have to give them props. Why we look at them as bourgeoisie busters, you know. But shout out to Hampton. Y'all got a lot of the beautiful women. They never hated on us Norfolk State boys. They always showed us love when we used to have parties. And when they used to have parties and the joints used to be open to us, we used to go and turn it up so much that, yeah, they stopped inviting us. But, hey, we made a lot of legendary moments at, at Hampton for sure. But, yeah, yeah uh, the game was hilarious. Uh, Norfolk State was winning at halftime, 17-9, and then we tricked it and lost. So that was funny. And then, you know, it's the DJ. Hey, man, Jamal, if you would have seen that DJ, you would have been like, hey, man, this guy is lost. He was playing a lot of geeky stuff. Hey, man. He had a, a Spanish set out of nowhere. I was like, hey, man, do you know you had a black school? We don't know these songs. What is this? He must have thought he was in New York or some shit. Yeah, he was a mixed up. But yeah, that joint was hilarious. But um, before we disappear for the week, uh, you wanted to talk about your uncle Shannon Sharp dissing big brother Lamar Jackson. And hey, man, shout out to Lamar Jackson. And hey, maybe he will win the MVP again and prove me wrong because I said I don't think He'll never win another MVP, and I don't think he'll lead the league in passing touchdowns again. Maybe he won't lead the league in passing touchdowns. Two is going off. Two is he can get another MVP. It's possible. So, uh, hey man, I don't know. I don't want to talk too early, man. What's up, man? Why is why are you upset with your uncle Shannon Sharp? Why are people always sensitive about people criticizing people? Why are people punks today, Jamal? Well, it's just because we don't ever see him give Lamar praise or he won't mention him that much. He'd be mentioning Justin Herbert. I can't blame him. He played with John Elway and he's probably speaking from the perspective of a receiver. He probably knows if he played, even though Mark Andrews goes off, he probably knows if he played with Lamar, he probably wouldn't like his quarterback style. Cause Lamar is, it's weird because his passing, even though he's a good passer, it is kind of limited compared to Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and all them, but he's more efficient than them. Like he'll throw it less, but do more with that, which is good from like a coaching perspective. Like Rex Ryan loves Lamar Jackson because he's a defensive coach and like you know defensive yeah, and coaches. Had, and he had people like Mark Sanchez at his quarter as his quarterback. And the defensive coach niggas love those kind of Lamar Jackson type quarterbacks who you don't even got to throw it all all day and yeah, run the gonna, ball, kill the clock. Yeah, and he gonna be efficient and he can run too. But um, yeah, he be like real hard on Lamar. Some somewhat, even though I agree with Shannon saying he won MVP, so I'm holding him to an MVP standard. I think that's fair, but he don't really give him show him like love as much when, when he mentions like the top quarterbacks. And look, he said um he called them like I forgot what he called them fake freedom fighters or some shit. He said I already know what y'all trying to do. It ain't gonna work on me. He knows that we're they're trying to call him an Uncle Tom. He doesn't yeah. like it. <laughs> Why is he so worried? Because that's what y'all do. That's Niggas what are scared of that Uncle Tom. That's Steve what your generation like does. Because you, because these guys only cover two sports dominated by black people. They only America only cares about football and basketball in the mainstream. Those sports are dominated by black people, so they're gonna talk about black people. 
and people are upset because they criticize black people. Hey, man, sorry. If you want them to criticize white people, watch more baseball, watch hockey, watch golf and tennis. I'm just glad that they on his ass now. And he knows he got to <laughs> show him. He was trying to show him more love uh, yesterday. He knows. Like, don't be saying good stuff about Derek Carr and fucking Justin Herbert. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, Justin Herbert don't be doing shit. Well, so you they, know what I mean. They love fucking Josh Allen a lot. That nigga ain't really do that much either. I mean, I know he made love Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen myself, but still. But when it comes to Lamar, he's a double agent. When it comes to Lamar, they be acting all funny and shit. And I'll be expecting more from Shannon because he won a ring with us. So with us. He doesn't give a damn about that. That was 23 years ago. So um, you know, but I don't want to get too excited about the Ravens. My Ravens five and two. Sometimes we can be He's only up throwing eight touchdown passes. Never mind. Hey. Sometimes we can be <laughs> up. That's what I'm saying. He don't he he he's like a elevated like Vic. Like, you know what I'm bang, saying? Bang, bang. So I don't want to get too high on my Ravens because we be real up and then we like go down a little bit. Like we shouldn't have lost to the Colts, even though they didn't call pass interference on that one play. And we shouldn't have lost to the Steelers, but the receivers dropped eight passes, three touchdown passes. They dropped three touchdown passes. So, but Lamar is also is. Lamar is um his quarterback per, uh percentage is like his quarterback rating is really high, and it's um, sixty three. Is that high? That looks low. When he won the MVP, his quarterback rating was eighty three. Let me give you some perspective real quick. Just, yeah, yeah. Tell educate us. Give you some perspective, you Because yeah, when he got 83, that's why he was the unanimous MVP. That's a God level season. Now it looks like it's just because last year's quarterback rating was 61. So not that so, much better than last year. Lamar is number two in um completion percentage. That's two good. has 71.2. Lamar has 71%. How much um, yards per pass does Tua have? Lamar has eight yards, eight point one yards per pass attempt. Uh, Tua has um nine point one. Oh, okay. And then um, so Lamar is number three in that. Brock Purdy has eight point six. Okay. So Lamar's number three in that, and then quarterback three, rating three and what? That was a completion percentage. What? Oh no, he's number two in completion uh percentage. Okay. Okay. And number three in yards per attempt. Okay, okay, nice. And then um, rating, um, Lamar is seven. He's seven behind Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, Tua, Jared Goff, and Jared and Justin Herbert. Yeah, he's seven. Well, no, he's more. He has more. His ratings higher than um Josh Allen's. I'm looking on NFL.com. Yeah, I'm looking at ESPN. They created this stat. Well, on NFL, he has one on one point nine. Josh Allen has a hundred point seven. Yeah, that's you're looking at passer rating. I'm looking yeah. at quarterback rating. Yeah, I'm looking at passer rating. What's yeah. the difference? Passer rating is more inflated. Quarterback rating actually takes account for you know all the play types and adjusted to the strength of your defense you're facing. So it actually shows how good you are based on the level of the competition. So that's why it is cool to see, like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, I'm the boy, whoever I play against. (laughs) Lamar's number three in quarterback rating. You said who? Lamar, he's number three in quarterback rating. Nice. Who's number one in that? Um, Tua. Okay, who's number two? Um, 
Hold on. Number two is Brock Purdy. Okay, nice. And then uh, number three is Lamar. Number four, Patrick Mahomes. So don't hate on Lamar's passing, bro. He's he's balling. He's it's just he he's doing more with less. And well, you know, hey, speaking of a nigga doing more with less, Patrick Mahomes, because his wide receivers are worse than Lamar's. Zay Flowers is way better than every Chiefs wide receiver. You know that. Rashid's nice though, but he is better. <laughs> Shout out to Zay Flowers. You know what I'm saying? I met him this year at the 50 Cent concert. You yep. know, fellow flock member. You know what I mean? And uh, there's also another stat called EPA, which is the total expected points added with low leverage plays. So basically, how many points are you going to get based on the play calls? And number one is Patrick Mahomes. This guy is good. Also, on another um, Lamar Jackson stat, um, he has three games with 155-plus passer rating. And that's the same amount as Tom Brady. Nice. Also, shout out to this stat, stat called Raw, which is your raw total quarterback rating, which values quarterbacks on all play types. And this is not adjusted towards your defense. So this is just what you do. And number one, Patrick Mahomes. This nigga is good. No, uh, in this one, Lamar's number eleven. And also, Lamar is 16-1 and one against NFC teams. What's his playoff record? Why? I just want to know, because we have to hold him to that standard. See, that's why we're mean. That's yeah, why we're mean. Yeah, that's why we mean, because Lamar is basically like Giannis now. Like, hey, man, we don't care about that. We waiting for the playoffs for you, boy. Hey, man, we, we, he's had the worst receivers in the league in every year for the last four years. Yeah, uh, we've we never had a starting running back. We waiting. You the running back. What do you mean? We've never had a starting running back. You the running back. You know that. You no, that's not fair. Running. That's not fair against him. You lead your team in rushing. I'm sorry you're gifted. I'm that's sorry. not fair against him. Uh, I'm sorry that's him, your bro. gift. I'm sorry you're the greatest running quarterback of all time, and that's your gift. I'm sorry. You but, better, um, better run better, boy. Yeah, you one in three in the playoffs. I love you, Lamar Jackson. I want you to win the Super Bowl, to be the real first modern black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. The real true du dual threat. We've never seen that. And also, um, not the Doug Williams. He was a traditional pocket passer. Lamar Russell Wilson was a Russell Wilson was like a baby. Steve hybrid. Young. Yeah, he was a baby hybrid. They're baby hybrids. This also pure also, Russia, thousand yards rushing. It's different. Also, Lamar Jackson also became the uh, fifth fastest quarterback to reach fifty wins. Um, he's only behind Ken Stabler. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Roger Starbuck. All those boys have rings, multiple rings at that. Hey, it's coming, bro. It's coming. Just sit Better. back and wait. Better. Sit back and wait, bro. Yeah, yeah, you know this. You, hey, world, y'all know a nigga's is lying when the, the high-pitched voice pulls up. He knows nah, you just want to hate. I'm just letting you know, like, everybody didn't I'm get those Shannon, rings. boy. Wait, hey, wait. Hey, bring man. that Super Bowl to Baltimore now. Hey, man, it's coming, bro, because, like, I, you hear the shit I'm naming? I'm naming. He's only done stuff that Tom Brady's done. Patrick Mahomes has done it. He's 50 and 18 as they a starter. They won Super Bowls by now. They He's also 50 won Super 18 Bowls. as a starter. He's Patrick Mahomes 18. and Tom Brady also won Super Bowls by the time they were 26. Yeah, Hurry but up. they had Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Hurry and up. Receivers. You have Jim Harbaugh. Hurry up. And receivers. So, nah, like mention that. Uh, if you say that. Tom Brady was winning the Super Bowl with David Patton and Troy Brown. Dion, I think, no, didn't he have like Dion Branch or somebody? Yeah, he had Dion Branch. Corey Dillon. 
Like, come on, son. When they that was that one shit of the third Super Bowl. When they had the first Super Bowl, the running back was that big nigga, Antoine Smith. What are you talking about? He's won the Super Bowl seven times. He had different rosters a yeah. lot of times. So, but he had uh Gronkowski though. Like, yeah, he uh, also lost super he lost the Super Bowl with Randy. Oh, no, Lamar Jackson has done the most with less. Like, get that shit out of here, bro. I don't not John Elway did the most with less. He went to three Super Bowls, and you can't name any of anybody on that offense. All him. I know is that. A lot of people don't have Super Bowls, so you can pull that bullshit all you want. Now we do. That's why we don't rate. That's why no one talks about Dan Marino. We don't care about the boy. He didn't win nothing. We do care about Dan Marino. No, we don't. It's like y'all bum ass of NBA niggas love Paul George so fucking much, and y'all love James Harden and all these other punk ass niggas that y'all like. It's like that's like the same thing. Y'all be nah, people all criticize these, them and laugh at them. all y'all hoop life niggas. People I, I, laugh I, at Paul George. I love ball. I love hoop. I love ball. And ball people laugh life. at uh James Harden all the time for being one of the greatest chokers we've ever seen. We laugh all at that, those all y'all ball is life niggas who love the game and shit. And y'all can nah, that's that's that game. Indian boy. Ball don't stop. That, that's those type of guys that say, "Oh, Kobe's the greatest player ever." I'm not into that world. <laughs> Those guys are crazy. He's the one that says Carmelo's like a top 15 player in NBA history. That boy's has CTE, not me. All I know is that Lamar Jackson. Hurry up and win a Super Bowl. He, I think, you know what I mean? I think it's coming, but he's done. He hasn't really had the best receivers. He's never had a starting running back, barely, besides when you had Mark Ingram like four or five years ago. You it's always going to lead your team in rushing Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry. And I think Derrick Henry might be coming to the Ravens too. Oh, so Lord. You want him to be cooked with you? I do. Nah, like when niggas like him come to the Ravens, like Steve Smith, Anquan Bolden, uh, Shannon Sharp, when people like that come to the Ravens and you end up, look, they end up looking like they were made to be a Raven. Yeah, Derrick Henry is made to be a Raven. So, yeah, I do want him to come. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson got great things in store. He's done great. Great work with all the people like Dan and all the doubters against him, and he keeps proving them wrong every year. So, not really. Good. He only has one playoff win in five. And years. when he got hurt, he was in the pocket. Yeah, who man. else got hurt? Who else was hurt this year? Justin Burrow was hurt. Who else got hurt this year? Aaron Rodgers. Y'all don't say shit about them. Hey, they don't miss playoff games. Lamar missed a playoff game last year. I don't say shit about them. So yeah. I'm just excited. Don't miss, Hurts is a don't miss more playoff games, Lamar. You're under surveillance. So Jalen Hurts is a baller too, though. But we'll talk about that another day. This is Chopper Sue Convos. Yeah, he's cool. Shout out to him being a little brother that they can push in his butt to go get first downs and touchdowns. And he was at That's dinner hilarious. with Tim's. And he was at dinner with Tim's. Yeah, and he also has a girlfriend. So leave him alone, guys. He's a faithful black man. That yeah, somebody said like knock off Shamar Moore. That's hilarious. They said that uh all the ladies uh that he's who y'all thought Russell Wilson was. I don't hey, know what that means. But... What does that mean? Because I think he's because... actually cool in a in a good brother. Yeah, he, yeah, they think he's cool and he wears hoop earrings and he's a Q. So yeah, and he's a good guy. So yeah, that's true. Dang, Russell Wilson's not a good guy because he's not good at football no more. No, Russell Wilson is a good guy, but so is Jalen cool. Hurts. But Jalen Hurts is actually cool. Like they be, I don't know what they meant by it, but I guess because they be acting like they love Russell and shit. But it's really probably Jalen Hurts. I don't know what the tweet meant, but it was funny. Yeah. All right. Shout out to them. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes being by far the best quarterback in the world. Still, you don't got no competition, brother. Yeah, People doesn't. were trying to lie and say Caleb Williams was next up, but that boy is huffy. That boy lost back to back games. To, what, that shit don't mean nothing. Patrick Mahomes didn't do shit so, at Texas Tech. So. Nah, but it's different. 
No, we, it's not. We, didn't, we know he didn't do nothing because he was in a shootout offense. Bro, it don't matter, bro. Caleb Williams is in college. It's a team sport. Yeah, it's, it's a team sport, and he can loses be good. all the Patrick big Mahomes games. Mahomes ain't do shit at Texas Tech uh-huh. either. And look what he uh-huh. is now. Stop hating on niggas. Uh-huh. All I know, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest of all time, and I've been telling Caleb you Caleb Williams, you're under surveillance. You paint your nails, and you have a losing record against top 25 teams, so you ain't really Patrick that. Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT. I've been saying it for, the, for a long time. He's the greatest of all time. He's the best. He's, He's not the greatest. greatest. He's the greatest. He's the best. I the am a liar. The resume. Greatest is the resume. The best is the talent and ability. He has the talent and the ability. I agree with you. He's the best, but the greatest is the resume. I don't know if he'll ever have the resume because he's so nice. I don't think he'll play 20 years. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he will. That'll be cool. I'd like to see him break, break pay. Why does Peyton Manning have the most MVPs? I didn't even realize that. I like to see Patrick Mahomes get six of those. I don't think he'll get seven uh, seven rings, but I think if you just get the most MVPs and play this exciting, dynamic brand of football, then, yeah, you can be the greatest. He has two rings already. I think he can get at least two more. But, yeah, if you finish your career with, like, four rings, five, six MVPs, then, yeah, I think he is the greatest. But he definitely is the best. When he won that uh, Super Bowl last year over that all-star team, the Eagles, even though the refs helped him a little bit. Yeah, and he had a bum ankle. Yeah, yeah, he's balling. And even when he lost to the Buccaneers in that Super Bowl, that joint was tight. <laughs> his offensive line was shit, and he was still getting shit off, making moves. And his receivers were dropping passes. Kelsey was moving ugly. So, yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best. This nigga's next. He's kind of like John Elway evolution because – I understand why old heads say John Elway is the greatest because, like I said, that nigga went to three Super Bowls in the 80s and you can't name nobody on his offense. And he had iconic drives, like the drive against Cleveland, driving 99 yards to the touchdown. Like, he has, like, the king of comebacks. Like, he was crazy. And to your point, he never won a Super Bowl until he had an all-around team and he had a Hall of Fame running back in Terrell Davis and then nice wide receivers in Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey and a Hall of Fame tight end and Shannon Sharp. But before that, we don't know anybody on his offense. And he went to three Super Bowls. So, yeah, I, I think that's why, like, I've seen people like Michael Wilbon say that, yeah, John Elway's the greatest quarterback. Jason Willock be saying, man, John Elway's the best quarterback. And like you said, to bring it full circle, that's why Shannon Sharp is strict, like, He's like, nigga, like you said, I played with John Elway. Do you know what this boy was doing with Huff? So, yeah, they going to look at you differently. So, yeah, maybe it's not fair, but I agree with Shannon Sharp. Lamar Jackson is an all-time great quarterback. So, yeah, we do want to hold him to that standard. I want him to have a winning playoff record and have multiple rings. That'll be tight. Like I yeah, said. Yeah, he does got to prove a lot to me, too. Like I, I need said, more. I be, need more in the playoffs. Yeah, Good like time. I said, he'll be the first real dual threat quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Either I wanted to see Cam Newton win the Super Bowl. He would have been the first. It didn't happen. Uh, I, I was rooting for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles at the Super Bowl. You know that. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. So I'd like to see Lamar do it because, unfortunately, we lost Anthony Richardson already for the season. He was, <laughs> yeah, you see? Yeah. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah. <laughs> was that fast yeah grand opening grand closing 
He thought Justin, he was big. You think yeah, he's big? Justin, Justin Fields, are you feeling him yet? Hell no. I dropped that nigga from my um fantasy team like three or four weeks ago. Picked up CJ Stroud, the new young boss that yeah, we got to watch good. out He's good. Yeah, and yeah. he's a traditional pocket he's proven, he's proven the my Ohio State quarterback shit wrong, yeah, and I like him a lot. Yeah, and he proves me right that, like, what I was saying, the scouts were saying, hey, like I told you, man, midget Matt Bryce Young, he looks huffy. Even the yeah, coach, even the coach was like, "Yeah, man, I wanted." Even there's reports that yeah, the coach, the coaching staff wanted C.J. Stroud. They didn't want that midget Mac. Yeah, I told yeah. you, bro, midget Mac quarterbacks aren't real. Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. Give him another families. chance next year, but he does look huffy. Yeah, they're they're. <laughs> but yeah. the it's the Panthers, bro. They stink. But it's hey. the Texans. But he don't got D'Amico Ryan. Hey, eight ball. DJ Ball Mall. That division is poo-poo-poo-poo-poo. Okay. So is the South, the AFC South. That's what I'm saying. The whole division is poo-poo-poo-poo-poo. Uh, Riddler is trash. No. Oh, yeah. Riddler is <laughs> Yeah, that division. No, I'm saying the AFC South is poo-poo, too. The no, it is. It is. It is. But, hey, the Jaguars should run away with it. But the NFC, the NFC South is poo-poo. Baker Mayfield yeah. is still lost. I mean, Drew, Derek Carr is trash. Ritter does stink bad. Hey, I think poo-poo. he tried to do the Lamar Jackson shit. Thomas, I'm trying to get a Super Bowl or something last year. <laughs> nah, nigga, sit down. You're out of here. You won't even be better than Marcus Mariota. And Caleb Williams, hey, man, like I said, you've been painting your nails, trying to be a diva, telling people you want ownership and, and teams to go <laughs> play. That's what I was saying, man. These people, who do you think you are? Just because you won one Heisman Trophy, you can't even beat Utah. Get out of here. And that's what I'm saying is the same nah, thing. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not. I, don't I, know. I, know, I hear you, but it's the same thing. I think that type type of stuff is true because Peyton Manning, for example, he could never beat Florida, and we've seen him in the playoffs. That nigga could never win the big game unless he had a crazy defense to really shut down. Because we've seen him when he won the Super Bowl, he wasn't amazing. He didn't deserve that Super Bowl MVP. They they played in the rain. And he wasn't able to be himself. Bob and, Sanders. And Dominic Rhodes and Joseph Adai, that running game carried them. And, yeah, that defense was crazy. Bob Sanders was defensive player of the year. And when they won the Super Bowl in Denver, that defense was crazy. Akib Talib at his peak. Von Miller, future Hall of Famer at his peak. That defense was crazy. Like, that's what be helping them win. Even though with Denver and, Indi- and the Colts, he had iconic offenses, but they didn't win Super Bowls. Because of their offense. They won Super Bowls because of their defense. So Peyton Manning to me, that's why I'm like, yeah, I don't rate him as high as other people. Like that five MVP. And that's why it's looking good for my Ravens. We leading in sacks. We got a cornerback that has that's leading in interceptions. And we got the best linebacker in the game. Whoa, Roquan Smith? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he is nice. I always fooled with him when he was on the Bears. When I used to play Madden, like 21, Madden 20, Whichever one Patrick Mahomes was on the cover, I used to trade for Ro- Roquan Smith a lot, or I would get my man uh, White from uh, the Bucks, Devin White. Geno Geno Stone on the Ravens got he leading the league in interceptions, so yeah, That's let's get it, up. baby. And then Duncan Sue's old ass might come to us too. How's uh, Kyle Hamilton looking? I mean, you know. Yeah, it's not doing bad, but and Dominican Sue's old ass might come to the Ravens. I'll take him. Come on. <laughs> I wish Calais Campbell never left, but hey, I get yeah. it. You gotta go get that check. I think he's on the Falcons losing looking straight, but hey. Yeah, they stink. Yeah, but hey, man. This been fun. 
Chopper Soup Convos. We'll holla at y'all next week. Uh, next week is Halloween, man. We By the time we record, it'll be the start of November, man. I know you're a Halloween king, so nah, what's your outfit this year? I don't do, I haven't done Halloween um, costumes in a long time. It's not my Ooh. thing. I wear like some retired, Halloween. You retired from that? I wear like my little Juicy J shirt, like a Tales from the Hood vintage shirt or some shit. That, but that's about it. I ain't about to be dressing up. I'm where's Waldo? None of that bullshit. Oh. That's shit's for the women, you know what I mean? Yeah, I dig it. What was for the honeys? Yeah, that's for, they get, for the honeys. They get to do their makeup, look sexy, you know what I mean? Wear skimpy stuff. I ain't doing no costume shit. Hey, next year I'm definitely I'm definitely dressing up as Steve Harvey. We got to do Chabasu convos, man. My girl cousin just did that in Memphis. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have a big suit, man. And she had a bald thing on and a mustache and a big suit on. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be flat top era Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey show. I'm gonna be Steve Hightower. The Hightower. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was on the Parkers. I've been watching the Parkers lately. Yeah. They oh, rap. They group. Oh, you said you. Oh, okay. They group freestyle unity was fun. I forgot how funny they was. You know, I was watching a shorty's video, Countess Vaughn. Dog, mm. oh, I like her song. Freestyle unity was a geek, bro. Yeah, had me. I forgot how funny the Parkers was, bro. Nah, that shit was tight. It was way better than Moesha's dramatic, stressful ass. Yeah, her dad Frank Mitchell was a sick nigga, bro. <laughs> yeah, he was a funny guy. Her mom Frank was Mitchell. Remember when they caught Miles smoking dope? He smokes dope for real now. <laughs> well, hey, hey, I see how you. Why you want to go dark like that? I right. think he's a, a blood now with tats on his face. Oh man! All right. Well, you got to make it all dark now. Ray J's a blood too. Well, he is, man. Shout out to the brothers out there, you know, serving their communities. You know, we'll holler at y'all later, man. Peace. Peace.